Welcome to a special edition of the Trek Convention Podcast. And in this special on-location episode of the Trek Convention Podcast, I'll give some highlights from the first three days of the Las Vegas 57-year mission convention, including what's it like to be back at the historic home of the Las Vegas Trek Conventions, the Rio All Suite Hotel, as well as what's a reunion panel and why is it at 7 o'clock at night? All this and more in this special on-location episode of the Trek Convention Podcast. Hey, it's Bill. And as is the tradition here at the Trek Convention Podcast, I'm recording this special on-location episode from my hotel room here in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Convention. Uh, well, I've done that. This is the second time now, so we're calling it a tradition. So just let's just go with that. It's a tradition. Uh, so let's start off with the elephant in the room, figuratively, not literally. Uh, there are actually several elephants to talk about in this case, but let's start with the location, the Rio All Suites Hotel. And I know last year I was very excited about being at Bally's. I was very excited about being on the main strip, having access to um, nearby restaurants, uh, nearby stores, a lot more out-of-convention things to do. Not that I don't enjoy all the things at the convention, but sometimes it's nice to get out and visit the rest of Las Vegas. And I was less excited at the convention and following the convention. So being back at the Rio is uh, much more comfortable. The general consensus I've gotten from people is that they like it here. It's familiar. Everybody knows where to find things. Talk to a couple of vendors, and they just like the facility. Is just, you know, the vendor room is huge. The ceilings are high. They've, they've, they've done this so many times they know where to go, and there's less confusion, and they have more space to work with. Uh, and the, the, the other convention attendees again are happy to be back because it's it's everybody knows where everything is and everything's right where it's supposed to be and in that regard uh it's been it's been really very nice uh everything seems to move fairly quickly the first day is always a little bit awkward no matter what you're doing um and um the the line to get in on the day one is always is always the test of the convention function and it was quite long but they had people going up and down the line, like checking off tickets and telling you where to go, and it moved quickly enough where it didn't seem like a burden, uh, especially somebody like me who flew in that day and already had a flight delay and has been standing in line at that point since about 3 o'clock in the morning. And so that was a relief. The other thing that very much fell into place and actually seemed to be improved over previous years is the photo op management. There's always a lot of celebrity photo opportunities, a lot of lines, uh, a lot of confusion. Uh, this year, they put it in two different rooms, which could have caused some confusion, uh, but it didn't. Um, whenever you ask somebody where you're supposed to be, they always knew. And even though some of the lines were, were very long, um, in the case of Jerry Ryan, her line was huge. I mean, it, and it lasted for a very long time, but everything seemed to move very quickly. And again, having two different set of photographers, if you weren't, you know, uh, waiting, you know, for a post-Jerry Ryan photo that was happening at roughly the same time, you were probably in the other room. Um, I was actually in a line for um, a photo op right after her, and we started another line, and it seemed to work out well. Nothing seemed to slide too, too much more than like 10, 15 minutes, and that was usually more due to the getting the, the, the celebrity 
to the room and escorted there and, and, and timing and things like that, but it didn't seem to be the, uh, the organization of the photo op, which was worked out really well. I had a situation where I was, the, these two rooms were, I, I say they're two rooms, it was really the same room with like two different doors because they're large convention rooms with a divider down the middle. So uh, I was in, I had like a four o'clock photo op, a 4.15, a 4.30, and a 4.50. And they were literally in like room five and then room one and then room five and then room one. And it bounced back and forth. And I thought, I'm going to end up missing one of these. And it went, it went well. Uh, I didn't miss anything. I, did, I literally did six photo ops in a day, which I think is a personal best. Uh, and given that the last like three or four were so close together, it was, uh, it was very nice to see everything kind of work out that way. So that was an improvement. Uh, and that made the whole, th- that, that made just the, the experience, at least from my point of view, just a whole lot, a whole lot better. Um, and one of the things that I, I'm going to bring up, and it's not, uh, it's just something I have to get used to, the days of the paper schedule are over. I think we have to come to that conclusion. Having a schedule printed up for, you know, five, ten thousand people that come to this thing isn't terribly sustainable. And they did as they did it as long as they could. And now it's it's time for our phones to take over and there to be an electronic schedule, and which there is. Um and they use the same app as last year, and I don't know if it's gotten a little bit better. I'm just getting used to it. It was actually very good for picking out the stuff you want to uh, to keep track of and alerting you. It's like oh, five minutes before the the photo op or tw- twenty minutes before this you know panel starts. Um, so I, I'm getting used to it. To their credit, Creation did include a spreadsheet grid of what was happening over the the four days in each of the rooms, so you could see them all together in case you wanted to compare. Well, I want to go to the auction, but I also want to go to this panel, but they're at the same time. Now I have to make a decision instead of just, you know, picking one and then like, oh, I missed the other thing, which has happened to me on more than one occasion. Uh, And again, the app was good for me because uh, I could highlight just the photo ops that I had paid for. So I made sure not to miss them. And it gives you the opportunity to to sort them by the celebrity. So if that, like in the case of Linda Park, she was over a couple of different days. So if one day didn't work, you you could see that she had two different days and maybe pick a different day. So that worked out very well. So that that was a good thing. Even though, like I say, uh, I'm, I'm, I started going to these when there was always a paper schedule. I've started a collection of old convention schedules just because the programs are always fun to read through, especially decades later. Uh, but yeah, so the paper paper is, you know, anybody that's still... I think I think we have to admit to ourselves that that's not they're not going to come back anytime soon. So it did seem to work out well. So like I say, the, as far as my first first blush of the uh, the, the 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 new old location is that it's uh, a much uh, beside uh, other than the fact that it's uh, familiar and we all know where everything is and the the producers of the the show know where everything is and they've got it worked out they've also actually managed to make some improvements to some of the process which which is very well as well and i thought that was that and i thought that was uh, that was just great so so what's next well one thing i noticed right before the convention i was a little confused about because I, I almost missed it and uh, as far as the announcement of it and being in on the events list but there was a separate separate from your your entrance ticket uh, event called the reunion panel, um, 
and what it was, and, and they made it clear what it was in the description, but for those of you like me that didn't read it all that early, it was basically the TNG cast or the, or the, uh, the Picard cast um, up on stage, everybody from Jonathan Frakes to Denise Crosby to um, 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 John DeLancey, like everybody uh, was there. And uh, they were interviewed interviewed by Terry Metalis, who, of course, is the showrunner for Picard and a longtime Star Trek aficionado. Uh, but, um, yeah, the folks I had talked to were a little um, irked uh, that there was a separate um, fee for uh, for that particular event. Uh, I'm not sure why there was, except maybe they just it came together later and it was going to increase the cost of the convention. They had to pass it on. I, I can't speak to that. But I actually, I think in one of the lead-up episodes to the convention, uh, we brought it up, and the, the the ticket prices were kind of by location. They didn't have anything to do with where you're, you're if you were gold or captain, or copper, and you have a regular seat. It didn't you didn't get to keep that seat. You were basically buying a ticket for that panel, separate from the rest of the event. And I may be misremembering, but I think if you didn't have any ticket at all, you could still buy a ticket to that event and go to just that. You didn't need the the regular entrance ticket. If memory serves, let's put it that way, um, it seemed that it was a separate uh, a separate ticket. And I, um, like I say, I jumped into it late, so by the time I saw it, many of the tickets were already sold. So all they seemed to have were things in the very back ro- or va- very back of the theater or things right up front that were uh, a little pricier. So I don't know what the range was when the tickets first became available. I went uh, I think there were three seats like in what would be the gold section, like the third row, and they were like three in a row or four in a row or something like that. And I thought, well, I'll think about it. And then by the time I thought, yeah, that'd be fun. It was, I think they were like $95. I'm going to have to try to remember. But, um, and of course there's tax and there's always a fee. Uh, so it was a little bit more, more than that when I was said and done. Uh, but when I went back and decided I wanted to buy a ticket, I think there was one left. So I bought that one. So there was no, uh, at least in the front section, like I say, the back was, uh, was available. It was it's actually a, a very nice event. There were no uh, questions from the audience, which kind of streamlined the the event and kind of kept things on track from a from an interview standpoint. There weren't random questions. Uh, at one point, uh, Jonathan Frakes kind of, as it began, he sat at the the desk and uh, told you know his cast members how great it was to work with them and what a great team. And then he kind of summed up uh, his experiences as, as a director in that regard. And that was, that was nice to hear from them. When I first walked in again, it's thousands and thousands of seats uh, and everybody has an individual ticket and et cetera. So it was going to take a long time. I mean, no matter what it was, it was going to take a long time to get these people like in and sat and people are looking for stuff. So it took a while. So by the time I walked in and the line was enormous, um, Jonathan Frake, I could hear him, couldn't see him, but apparently as I got closer, he was wandering through the section nearest the stage, asking people, are you in charge? Why? This is crazy. Why are people wandering around? There's, there's so many people looking for seats and doing his, his usual, I think someone referred to him as like the chaos guy. But, uh, and at one point I walked, trying to find my seat and he's standing in front of me and puts a mic in my face and says, are you in charge? And I just said, I've never been in charge of anything in my life and went on to try to find my seat. But uh, like I say, the, it was actually, it was great. I mean, the, the, it was a large cast, um, but as it was, it was, it was, uh, it was great. Um, given the, um, 
the fact that you know the the moderator had put together some question again it was the the showrunner um had put together some questions and some comments and some observations and everyone sort of all the cast seemed to have a chance to to speak to that and speak to their experience shooting the the Picard series and acknowledging that you know this was sort of a once in a lifetime opportunity to come back to a, a franchise that they had they had sort of ended the TNG era and they managed to come back again uh, so it was actually very well done and and despite the fact that you know oh why is it a separate ticket and why do I have to spend more to do it it, it turned out to be a, a a bonus even if it did cost money a, a bonus um, panel that um, uh, I think had it been part of the convention would have kind of blended in with all the other panels not that that's a terrible thing but it, it wouldn't have been sort of like as unique and it wouldn't be the entire cast and they wouldn't be you know quite so um, such a, like a tight panel from the point of view of questions and again as much as I like the questions that come from the audience and from the, 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 the people watching the shows, it did give that particular cast an opportunity to sort of speak to, like I say, that experience and that, that returning to and working together for the first time in like, you know, many, many years. So that, that made it much more of a, of a, of a very nice little gem in the, uh, in the middle of the, the convention. And again, the fact that it was at 7 at night was kind of fun <laughs> meant you could go to dinner beforehand and make an evening of it as it were so uh if if it happens again if anyone was thinking i don't want to do that it's not worth the money eh, give it a shot maybe don't buy a ticket up front i do have to say that i've been a captain's chair person for many many years now and uh, never quite wanted to spend the extra cash the the, the, the extra benefits didn't quite resonate with me from the point of view of I'm not a big signature guy and you know again the, the price tag was a was a big holdback uh, but my seat in this event was like third row virtually center and that's a turns out to be a pretty nice place to sit uh, I don't know if it's still going to push me over to the uh, to the side of being a gold member um, but I can see one more allure to being a gold uh, a gold package purchaser but um Anyway, so it was a great event, and, and I highly recommend it. So what's next? Well, that's it for this very special on-location episode of the Truck Convention Podcast here from the lovely Rio All Suites Hotel here in Las Vegas. Uh, I may do one more of these if there's time after the, uh, after the convention wraps up tomorrow at end of day to give a more full view of uh, some of the highlights over the uh, over the course of the convention. If not, I'll, I'll do one when I get home and we'll have a, a special wrap-up one and have Jenna weigh in as well. Uh, until then, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next time on the Truck Convention Podcast. I'm Blink Dashing. From all of us at the Trek Convention Podcast, thanks for listening. The Trek Convention Podcast is brought to you in part by .comsagogo. .comsagogo is your one-stop shop for domains, domain hosting, branded email, and more. No matter where you are in the galaxy, make sure everyone can find you with your own unique domain. .com's a go-go. Connecting you to the universe and helping you. Go boldly. Go to trekconvention.com sponsor for rates and deals.